What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, he has been described as having impeccable credentials as a telecom revolutionary. Are you interested in starting your own media network? Well, coming up, you're going to be listening to David McCourt, and maybe he'll have an answer or two. But right now, let's get answers from Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom for the Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you, Pim Fox. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 38 points now, declining two-tenths of one percent. The S&P 500 index holding on to a gain of three points, up two-tenths of one percent. The S&P uh, struggling to rebound after capping a second straight weekly retreat. Right now, NASDAQ is up 24 points, a gain of five-tenths of one percent. Investors are awaiting a final batch of earnings reports, along with further clues on the health of the U.S. economy. Jim Paulson is chief investment strategist at Wells Capital Management. I think there'll be a couple hikes yet this year. Um, And that's really predicated on a belief that, number one, the U.S. economy has probably been growing, continuing to grow two to two and a half percent throughout, notwithstanding all the vagaries of, uh, you know, uh, up and down of the various reports that come out. And on the view that I think uh, international data is picking up. Gold is moving lower now by $27 the ounce to $12.66, a drop there of 2.2%. And we are brought to you by Vanek Vectors ETFs. Expects more from your munis. Target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit vanek.com slash muni. Vanek, access the opportunities. Lending Club shares plunging today after an internal review found abuses tied to the sale of a loan and a failure to disclose a personal interest in an investment fund leading to the departure of founder and CEO Renaud Laplanche. Today, Lending Club plunging 27%. JCPenney says it will start to sell major appliances online and expand its rollout of the category to nearly 500 stores, or almost half its stores this summer. This after testing it out in a number of trial markets. JCPenney shares up 2.8%. 2.32 on Wall Street. Now we'll look at some of the other stories making news. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. North Carolina is suing the federal government over its so-called bathroom law, which limits protections for LGBT citizens. Governor Pat McCrory. We believe a court, rather than a federal agency, should tell our state our nation, and employers across the country what the law requires. The Justice Department had given North Carolina until the end of today to scrap the law or risk losing millions in federal funding. Presumptive Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump is stepping up his attacks on rival Hillary Clinton. Trump is taking aim at her husband's presidency and his treatment of women. He was impeached. 
and then he lied about it. He said nothing happened with Monica Lewinsky, and then he said, uh, sorry, folks, it actually uh, did happen. And the guy was impeached for lying. Speaking at a rally in Atlantic City today, Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders criticized Trump. That is what we are seeing all over this country, the billionaire class, the icons, the Trumps, all of these people who want more and more. They are squeezing working people harder and harder. At this point, Sanders has no mathematical path to the nomination without winning over many superdelegates already pledged to Hillary Clinton. An inmate who escaped from a minimum security prison in New Jersey last week was tracked down and taken into custody today. Lacey Township Police say Arthur Buckle was located near the Garden State Parkway. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping, the S&P 500 index is up three points, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Peloton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The telecommunications industry, it is not mundane in any sense of the word. With the combination of the Internet and cable, You have a worldwide network that brings all of this information, whether it's on the satellite or cable or in the air. And to help make sense of all of this, we have David McCourt. He is the chairman and the chief executive of Granahan McCourt Capital, and I want to welcome him to the studio. David, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me, Tim. Now, before you came on, I I wanted to uh, alert you that I was going to ask you about your past because I bet most people would not believe that you have a first, as I would call it, in American business. And I'm wondering if you could tell people what this first was. Well, uh, thanks, Pim. I, I've been I've been in the media and telecom and technology business for a long, long time. And uh, we have a couple firsts. Uh, uh, luckily for us, we built the first competitive phone company in America, a company called Corporate Communication Network back in Boston uh, a long, long when time ago. When was that? That was in the... Uh, 80s, I guess. Yeah. It was mid-80s. This is when there was just one phone company called AT&T. So there wasn't really, um, there wasn't the baby bells back then. You know, there was just one phone company. So, and we, we came about this because I started out in the construction business. And the construction business is a tough business because you first bid to get the work. And by definition, if 10 different people are bidding and you're the low bidder, you probably, it wasn't probably nine people were wrong. It was probably you were wrong. Right, so you start off probably with the wrong price. Then you have to fight to do the work, and then you have to fight to get paid. And then when it's all over, you have to start. You have to start from scratch again. So, um, one time um, we didn't get paid uh, on a very very big job, and I told myself if I ever get out of this jam, I'm going to go uh, build a, a business with a recurring revenue. So we built the first competitive phone company in America, and it was on a simple premise, Pim. I observed that more computers were talking to computers than people were talking to people. So I said, why not build a a purpose-built network around computers talking to each other rather than try to retrofit a voice network? Now, AT&T at that time was trying to push data through an old voice network. I mean, it was a network that Alexander Graham Bell would have recognized. It was just twisted copper pier. And their version of an innovative solution was something called dial-up Internet access, if you remember that. And that's a data product through a voice network. So we built 
a data product through a data network. And luckily for us, you could ride voice virtually free right through that network. So you could put video virtually free, free right through that network. Didn't matter what one or zero you wanted to put through. It was just a laser blinking, right? So you could put anything through it. So we built that company and then we merged it to a little, into a little startup called MFS in Chicago that was owned by the Peter Kiewit company. And then we went public and then we sold, um, the whole thing for $14.5 billion to, uh, to WorldCom. And then luckily for me, I called it my WorldCom stock. I bought a put and sold a call the same day, um, which at the time the, uh, the Wall Street Journal called a, exotic financial transaction. It wasn't really that exotic, but it seemed at the time. So, uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Tell us what you're doing today, because I want to give you the time to do so. What 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 are you doing today? What are you working on? Well, the the most recent thing is something that we, we just announced today, actually. We just announced a joint venture with King Abdulaziz Center for Science and Technology, which is the biggest center for science and technology in the world. It's in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. And we're going to uh, – uh, we formed a joint venture to design and build very, very sophisticated high-throughput satellite equipment um, for the entire world. We're going to design and manufacture it in the region. Uh, I, I had bought three satellite companies uh, in the past and put them together, and I observed a couple things that, one, 64% of my product was going to the Middle East. So uh, why not be where where the product was going? And the number one cost of running those factories was power, and fuel is cheap over there. The number two cost was real estate. Real estate is cheap over there. Number three cost was something called SMC, which is a petroleum-based product. That's cheap over there. And fourth was logistics. That was my next biggest cost. And since 64% of my product was going to the region, I said, why not partner up with someone um, and build something in the region? And and, um, Saudi just recently announced their 2030 vision which is they they want to be um, less dependent on the rest of the world. They're the third largest purchaser of defense equipment in the world. They don't have a defense industry. Um, we're going to sell our products to the defense industry. It's all high-tech comms equipment. Um, so it fits in with their, their 2030 initiative. It fits in with what we like to do, PIM. Everything we do. It has either a, uh, we enter a market where there's a technological change, a regulatory change, or a consumer behavioral change taking place. And we like that because, um, there's always people richer and smarter and better capitalized than us. But we think that we, we believe that we think clearly when there's a lot of change. So if there's technological change or a regulatory change or consumer behavioral change going on, that's where we like to be. And with this big Saudi 2030 initiative, That's a lot of change. Thank you very much for spending time and sharing this with us. David McCourt, look forward to having you on the future of Taking Stock. David McCourt is the chairman and the chief executive of Granahan McCourt Capital. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox. Coming up, a look at Krispy Kreme. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Benzelbush Motor Car in Englewood, New Jersey, offering a commitment to service, luxury, and value with total transparency from America's premier automotive dealership. Define the way you drive at BenzelBush.com. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. 
Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.